Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 86. Welcome to RestaurantUnstoppable.com. Listen to successful restaurant professionals as they discuss the tools, tactics, and services they use to better lead, manage, and market their restaurants. Join our community and make your restaurant dreams unstoppable. Here's your host, Eric Cacciatore. Yo, what's going on, all you unstoppable restaurant professionals? It's Eric Cacciatore here, and this is the podcast for personal growth and success in the restaurant industry, and we do it by, you know, listening to the stories and taking the advice from some of the industry's most successful restaurant professionals. I have a great show for you today. No, seriously, I do. It's going to kick some serious tush. (laughs) But before I hit play, I need to remind you to please reach out to me and tell me what you're struggling with in your restaurants, what pains you have, and what services you're interested in so I can do some research um, and just kind of focus my attention because I'm here for you and I want to know where I can best put my services. Uh, So don't be afraid to connect with me. Eric at Restaurant Unstoppable. Dot com is my email. You can connect with me on Facebook slash Restaurant Unstoppable or just be my friend and search for Eric Cacciatore. I'm always looking to make new friends. Same thing with Twitter, at Eric Cacciatore, uh, about me, LinkedIn. Seriously, I'm out there. Instagram, Pinterest. I'm a social butterfly. It's not hard to find me. So just literally search on any of those platforms. I cannot wait to hear what you think of the show and what you think can make it better. Uh, so don't be shy. Reach out. I can't wait. Enjoy today's show. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Chris Tunstall. Chris, are you ready to drop some restaurant or bar bombs of knowledge? Man, I've never been so much more ready, man. I'm excited about it. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be awesome. I cannot wait. Uh, Chris has over 10 years' experience working in and managing... See, I already messed up. This is why editing is great. Yeah. Chris has over 10 years' experience working in and managing bars around the San Francisco and Sonoma, California areas. He has dedicated his career to learning the advanced mixology and cocktail techniques that differentiate the best bartenders. In addition to his years of experience in the industry, he is also the founder of abarabove.com, where they turn bartender and cocktail enthusiasts into world-class mixologists chris that's just like an appetizer of what it is that you do why don't you take it from here and deliver the full entree man that what an intro that was <laughs> that is cool uh, but yeah like you're saying you know i've i've done this for about 10 years i fell in love with this industry like right when i got into it um my father was actually in the industry as well so it was just kind of a natural progression for me uh before this i was actually a dealer in vegas so i was good with those hands man I tell you, it's like, yeah, <laughs> trick play. Um, but 
you know, I was used to that high energy. And when I moved away from Vegas, I kind of missed it. So I found a really good place for that in the bar um, area. And it really tapped into my creative side. So that's kind of what got me started in cocktail design, bartending, and really kind of captured my imagination over the years. So, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to be able to share that kind of information for anybody that's looking to kind of progress down the same road that uh, I, I kind of chose and went down. Awesome. And it sounds like you're a natural born teacher, too. I mean, you created this amazing resource, barabove.com. Why don't you tell us a little more about how that came about to be? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the biggest frustrations I had when starting the bartending and kind of getting into this cutting edge um, cocktail design was the fact that nobody was sharing the information. So nobody was freely, like, you know, um, distributing the information and techniques that they were going through. So the thing I found really frustrating is that I would have to reinvent the wheel every time I learned a new cocktail technique. Um, so I've always had this idea. I've been having – I've had the idea for a bar above for well over five years now. And so this is my opportunity to share all that information, share – my successes and many of my failures because, <laughs> you know, that's part of the business as well um, with anybody that wants to learn and um, you know, hopefully learn from my from my um, my experience. Well, I love what you're doing. It absolutely resonates with me and what I'm trying to create here. I love what you guys have going on over there. And, there's, I mean, it's a great resource. You guys also have a podcast. You have uh, video tutorials, an archive of those, blog. It's a great, great resource. I'm really happy you guys connected with me. Um, I just, you know, it's, I can't wait to share it with my listeners. I'm sure they're going to love it too. So um, we've gotten the big picture. We know what you're all about. Before we get into all the questions, I want to get that motivational ball going. So what do you have for us when it comes to a success quote or a mantra? This is one of my favorite uh, quotes, and it really applies to kind of the mental frame of mind, especially when it comes to restaurants or management or doing anything. Um, it's, you know, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So that's an old famous Henry Ford quote. So, and it's something that really kind of captures that, that essence of, uh, you know, your mental frame of mind. Absolutely. Once you kind of commit to that attitude, you're going to talk yourself in or out of something. So it's, it's you got to have that little engine that could, or whatever it is that I think I can, I think, or I know I can is even better, but just right. keep, just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Keep chipping away. And, uh, you'll you'll get there. Awesome, great quote. I love it. All right, so we got to find out what it is about you that makes you so successful. So if you could like l- narrow it down to a few of your characteristics that contribute to your success as a restaurant or bar professional, what would you say they are? Um, uh, one of the, I mean, my biggest thing has always been you know I head to my weaknesses. So I recognize you know my skill set. You know what what are my strengths, my weaknesses. And the first things I try to develop are my weaknesses. So, you know, if it's a matter of developing your business skills, you, know, you head to that and you devote all of your energy into researching that particular skill until you become really, really comfortable with it. You know, this is something that really applied for me um, when I started learning um, the art of the craft of bartending. You know, like I said, you know, these techniques can devote a lot of time and energy and resources um, but until you learn them, you know, you're always just going to have a mental picture of it and not hands-on experience. So that hands-on experience is absolutely key and vital. And the more you practice, the better at it you're going to become. Um, so that, I think that's definitely something that's really helped me along in my, um, in my restaurant career anyways. Um, and, you know, just never stop learning. You know, the more you learn, the more that's really going to help you in any aspect of your life, you know, whether it's, you know, in the restaurant environment or any other thing that you are working on, you know, 
really, really have a thirst for knowledge um, because when you stop learning is kind of when you just kind of plateau and don't really move forward. So, Absolutely. And, I love it. Yeah. And one of the things we say here at Restaurant Unstoppable is that Japanese business philosophy of Kaizen never stop improving. There's always a better way to do it. When you find that better way, adapt and make it better. Um, it's so It's an awesome just mentality to have. And I really love how you pointed out knowing your weaknesses. That's just, that is so valuable. Um, and many times your weaknesses are also your strengths. Have you ever heard that before? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So like when you, you know, I'll give it, I'll use myself as an example. I was a commercial pilot. I went to uh, school to become a commercial pilot. Uh, and I made it all the way to being a first officer at United Express. And I hated it. I was miserable. I wasn't, ever fully like the right kind of person to be a pilot and i it, it exposed so many of my weaknesses two hundred thousand dollars later you know i made the decision to um <laughs> go after a different career that kind of highlighted my strengths but because of that challenge because i showed up every day and i just stuck with it i i and i knew it wasn't right for me i exposed my weaknesses uh, right. which are basically i'm not technically inclined you know i I, I like being around people. I don't like being locked up in a cabin all day. Like, I need to be around people, and I'm personable. I need to get out there and not be so restricted to so many regulations and rules, you know? Like, I need to, like, be me. And what happens, because of that, like, I know my strengths. Like, I stuck with it, you know? I, I'm determined. I stick with it. So um, and it, it takes, you know, being this, exposing those weaknesses and learning your weaknesses to see where your strengths are. So uh, no regrets. Such incredible advice, and uh, I think anybody listening can probably learn a lot from that. So, um, man, that's awesome. <laughs> so let's, uh, thanks. <laughs> so let's talk about how you've applied these it factors to become successful. Is there a story? Can you bring us down to, to a moment that you used your ability to identify your weaknesses and to never stop learning to get to the next level? Yeah, absolutely. So the very first time that I became a um, bar manager, I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, that, that learning curve from being a bartender to a bar manager is so great because your skill sets are so completely different. Um, so I remember that, uh, you know, during the interview process, I, I um, had the luxury or one of the benefits is um, I had a fantastic mentor, somebody that I've worked with in the past. And I basically told him that I don't know anything about management and I'm, I'm really excited and really willing to learn. And he walked me through all the basic tools that we have at our disposal manager, you know. Um, at the time, I was using a Vero Slingshot um, as one of our POS anal analytical tools. So he walked me through the basics of that. He walked me through the basics of open table, the seating chart, and kind of the theory behind it. And basically just let me loose. So every free moment I had behind a restaurant, you know, to myself, I would dive del I would really dive into those um, sources and figure out the tools, you know, and really get a better understanding of them. Um, and within a couple of months, you know, I was optimizing the... Uh, seating chart for open table to really give us the benefit of, you know, high impact or, you know, really intense seating, but enough time in between the seatings to really have the most amount of time with our guests as well. So I helped to manage the, the open table seating charts. And then I, with the Avira slingshot, there was so much power in that, that, you know, I really fine tuned our bar program and took it from a bar program that was one running, you know, 20, 22% regularly down to 17% cost of goods. So there was a lot of um, power in just being able to understand those, those tools. Um, and, and, you know, with, with that Avira slingshot, and I'm sure this is very similar to any other forms of POS software, you know, I really got a chance to 
get into the very, very fine details of the business, really help to optimize, you know, seating charts, you know, really analyze, you know, what servers are really good with which tables, you know, whether they're better at two tops or four tops or six tops, and put them in those key areas, you know, during the busiest business cycles. And it really did a lot to kind of help improve the mentality and the, and the culture of the, um, the staff and also with the restaurant and the kitchen as far as the flow of the evening and, you know, giving us the best chance to succeed at our shift. Awesome, so, man. That's awesome. yeah. so incredible. I mean, absolutely, you, you had this challenge. You saw it was, it was big, it was hairy, it was scary. But you just said, well, you know, I, I got to start, and you just started. And I think that's the the hidden, you know, lesson in that story on top of, you know, just always trying to improve and to, to learn. But just start because, right. I mean, once you get going and once you pick up that initial momentum, you're only going to get faster. Things are only going to get easier in your restaurant or your business is only going to be more successful. Um, but I think the tool, I mean, especially with some of these technologies, the, the, I mean, the, the trick is, yeah, they're scary and it's, it's intimidating. Like, I don't know how to do that, but you won't ever learn how to do it unless you start. And you have to be willing to adapt and to pick up these new technologies to be competitive and to, you know, like you say, like Kaizen, always be improving. So incredible, incredible, awesome advice. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so now we found out, you know, a success story, what it is that makes you successful. We need to find out about a time you just failed hard and fell flat on your tush, man. What what do you have for us? Do the same thing you just did. Give us a specific story of a time you just landed real hard and how you got back up. Yeah, you know, um, one of the last places I worked at, um, you know, we just opened and they hired a uh, cocktail consultant to come in and really focus on developing the menu. Um, unfortunately, the bar itself was never really set up to succeed. So, you know, we, our workstations were just horrible. Uh, we didn't even have a dishwasher behind there. And this was a very, very high-volume place. We were doing, I, I'm sure it was well over $10 million a year. I mean, this was just a monster of a restaurant. Um, so, I mean, we just failed hard for about two to three months. And um, finally, I got involved. And, you know, I, I was talking to the manager saying, look, I really, I can help out. Let me help out. And... You know, it just when you're right in the middle of an opening, it's just so difficult, and there's just so many components that you really need to nail down. But the minute you start nailing one thing down and moving forward, it becomes easier and easier and easier to help help optimize and prioritize kind of the things you're looking at. So it took about six to nine months, but finally we finally got the bar program kind of settled in, a um, lot more optimized for service, and uh, you know it kind of trickled through the restaurant uh, from that point on. Awesome. What would you say your biggest mistake was in that in that failure? The one thing you could change. You know, it's it's one of those things. If you go in there um, with a preconceived notion and just try and implement some of the things that you tried before, um, sometimes it'll work, but sometimes it's just not the right fit. So you have to be adaptable. You have to be able to look at the scenario with a different set of eyes that you had before and kind of change the the way you solve the problem. Um, so you know, this being a brand new bar, we couldn't rely on a lot of the data that we have from uh, previous years. So you had to kind of wing it. You had to kind of figure out the systems. And, you know, there was a lot of failure, but there was a lot of successes and uh, there's a lot of opportunity to learn. So with any failure comes the opportunity to learn and become better at your job, in my Absolutely. opinion. Absolutely. It always helps to have a game plan, to sit back, observe, develop a plan, listen, and commit it to writing, too. I mean, that's why, you know, business plans, for example, are so important. But when you get into those situations where it's new and different, you 
you know, there's no sense in rushing into it. Take your time. Listen. Awesome, incredible advice. Thank you, Chris. All right. So we have reached my favorite part of the show, and you're just going to drop some big ol' bombs of knowledge on us. All right, Chris, the first question I have for you in this bomb of knowledge section is what advice do you have for raising the money or funding a restaurant? I know you've never opened your own restaurant, but you have had the, you know, experience of working under some pretty incredible people. So what would you have, you know, what did you absorb from them? Yeah, I think it's qualifying your um, funding. You know, the people that are giving you money, make sure they're a good match for you. Because if your visions aren't aligned and it could be a real problem, you know, down the road, that's something I've, I've had to personally deal with, with, uh, a restaurant opening I've done in the past is just make sure you qualify the your investors and make Absolutely. sure that you you're getting into bed with that person. I mean, you wouldn't just get into bed with anybody, or right? you want to make sure there's that chemistry there. I mean, maybe you do get into bed with different. <laughs> I don't know your personal life, but you know you you want to do some homework. You want to make sure that the personalities match and there's the potential for longevity in that relationship. So, um, very very valuable piece of information there. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, what advice do you have for hiring good people? I'm sure you've been a part of the hiring process. Yeah, for me, it's you hire on. Um, drive you hire people that really show commitment and are really excited to be there you know there's been many times that i've passed up really experienced bartenders to focus on somebody that doesn't have the skill set that i want but has the personality because you can always train a skill but training somebody in as far as hospitality that's is so much more difficult so give me somebody that doesn't have a lot of experience but a great personality any day of the week Absolutely. I mean, this is an industry of social intelligence where social intelligence trumps out technical you know, ability any day. You can train technique. You can't train that uh, just innate desire to please others. Like that's right. something you either have or you don't. So, yeah, you were so dead on right with that. Um, when you find good people, what advice do you have for keeping them on your team? You know, keeping them engaged, understanding where they want to go in their career and help them along with that because that really will help to solidify your relationship. And it takes you away from being an employer and an employee to being two people that are really looking out for each other. And that's going to help out just building your network for the future as well because we all know that we're not going to be in the same places, you know, five years down the road. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, cultivating that, that, that culture of excellence will only help you every aspect of your business in my opinion dude you are so dead on that's such awesome advice uh, it reminds me very much of the book chip Connolly wrote um peak which is basically you know to keep people happy you have to focus on those higher needs their self-actualization making them feel loved and belongs and like they have a purpose and if you right. like you say that advice if you develop those people and if you if you throw in the towel early and know that they're likely not going to be with you for their entire life and just work on getting them to that next level man they will come back around to pay you 10 times over and it's such great great uh just a, a great way to see how to just constantly looking to help other people get to the next step they will they will pay it for it so awesome um all right so what advice do you have for teamwork when you're in the weeds or you see somebody in the weeds and uh you just need to get through that rush what advice do you have for us you know i think it, it actually helps before you ever get to that point um you know the the best times to practice being busy are on a slow day so monday through wednesday when you know you don't have enough work those are the times to really hone in on your skills and develop those new skills to get you better during the during a busy shift. So those Fridays and Saturday shifts, 
it's not the time to implement new skill sets. You know, these are things that we should be practicing throughout the week. But when you're in that moment, you know, recognizing, um, you know, their needs and giving them that, those servers or you know, anybody that moment of to take a breath and reconnect themselves. So that means maybe clearing their table, maybe providing coffee. You know, you're there to help them and support them in those moments. But also remember that it's their kind of responsibility to really work on themselves during the slow shifts as well. Awesome, great advice. Teamwork makes the dream work, dude. Yep. Uh, all right, so can you share with us one restaurant or bar resource, whether it's a book, a website, a magazine, something that you think is just incredible for staying on top of it all and to constantly be improving? Yeah, well, there's a really fantastic website called thebarabove.com. I highly- <laughs> I've heard of it. Yeah, really fantastic. But, uh, you know, there's there's so much great information out there. You know, your podcast is definitely um, a fantastic resource. And I've learned a lot um, just from listening to some of your podcasts in the past, you know, with the resources for books. You're making me blush. You're making me oh, blush. Oh, I know I have a red beard. That's not it. But there, I promise there's blushing going on underneath. Well, you know, you have a great resource section. And, you. Um, you know, these are all things that will help out anybody that wants to learn more about the business for sure. Awesome. Thanks very much. And yeah, do definitely go out and, and check out Chris's website at barbub.com. If you are somebody uh, who's opening a restaurant and you maybe don't know the, everything about mixology, uh, but you want to, you know, grow your employees, that's a great resource for them to make the most of what they're doing. Um, so great, great resource. Check that out. Um, let's talk a little bit about marketing. Uh, what advice do you have for us in marketing? Uh, I, I don't know if you handled marketing in the restaurants you worked at, uh, being behind the bar, but you do have your own business. You do have your own online business. And I'm sure you had to learn a decent amount about how to market and grow a small company. So what, what advice do you have? You know, I remember um, some of the resources that we did um, opening a couple of the restaurants I've worked at in the past, and that was just outreach. You know, um, being in the middle of financial district in San Francisco, we did what we called concierge runs. So we'd go to all the major hotels, have a little care package that really kind of captures our identity and gives a really high quality impact to that first initial impact to all the concierges and, you know, offer them to come into our restaurant to experience it to see if it was a good fit for their, you know, their, uh, their guests at their hotel. So that was one of the um, big marketing efforts that we did in our restaurant. Um, you know, people in our industry are absolutely great resources. So find somebody that works in the industry, really cater to them, really make them feel special because when they go back to their, their restaurant and somebody asks them, hey, where would you like to, where would you recommend going to eat? You know, if you give them really great service, they're going to feel really comfortable for recommending your uh, restaurant for those guests. Um, as far as the other online stuff that we've done here, you know, Facebook advertising has been really, really great for us. Um, it's something we just started doing recently. But the beautiful thing is you can really target your audience that you're advertising to, and it's much more um, focused than a lot of the other platforms that we've uh, used in the past. So I think right now we're kind of really focusing on barman. Mm-hmm. The only people that see our ads are bar managers. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really great to get that you know, particular um, audience that you're looking for. When it comes to marketing, there's a lot of different variables that come into play. Um, some of those uh, variables are impact and reach. And with Facebook ads, you can implement both impact and reach. Usually in in past, like you would have either reach or impact. Like, for example, a radio broadcast, uh, you would have a lot of reach 
but you would have very little impact because the people that are listening might not be interested in what message you have. But with Facebook ads, you your reach is the world, and your impact is like a freaking sledgehammer hitting you in the chest because you can narrow down who you want to market and go after very specific demographics and qualities, and it's very powerful. And the, I mean, for what you're paying, I think $50 can get you, I don't know exactly what, but very little compared to like your traditional marketing and you're yeah. so much more effective. So, uh, if you haven't looked into Facebook ads, you should, I really do want to get somebody on the show to give us the, the DL on that. That would be great. So great advice. Thanks for sharing. Um, the yeah. next, the next question I have for you are, uh, I don't know what kind of tools and services you've used in your experience working behind the bar, but like we know, there's new technologies coming into the industry every day, and it's hard to stay on top of it all. So what objective reviews and critiques can you give and put your, your stamp of approval on when it comes to some of these products and you know services that exist? Yeah, um, for me, I haven't been in management for a couple of years now, but I remember uh, one of the most powerful tools for me, as I mentioned it before, is the Avero Slingshot. And I'm sure there is many other tools out there that do something very similar. But basically, it analyzes your POS data and gives you really, really specific reports. Um, and you get as fine-tuned as you want um, in kind of in, uh, research as far as the nuts and bolts of your business. So um, that was a really powerful tool for me. Obviously, um, OpenTable was um, instrumental for a lot of the restaurants that we've worked in. And, you know, reaching out to them and asking them, you know, some of the resources that would get you better results with those particular tools, they, they know their job, they know the resources that are available, and they're going to give you some really fantastic advice on how to become better at it. Absolutely. Uh, there's so many incredible resources out there today when it comes to data mining, basically just gathering information about your guests so you can better serve them is really what it comes down to. But it all starts with, you know, starting. You can't use these technologies and these advantages if you don't pick up the book and do the research and find out what's out there to make the most of your business. Um, One of my favorite sayings is, you know, when's the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago, right? Right. When's the next best time? Yeah. Right now. So right. just get started and plant that tree and, you know, get those roots settled. So um, the next question I have for you, Chris, what is your best business advice for somebody getting started in the industry? Oh, man. Like I said, always always keep learning. Just keep moving forward. You know, really focus on what the skill set that you want to develop and head to it. Dedicate yourself to it and become very, very proficient at what you want to learn and then forward. So um, and just be a good person, you know. Hospitality starts with the people that we work with because we see these people on a daily basis and that is going to trickle to the front of the house. So, you know, if you treat your people right and you're good to everybody around you, it's going to do a lot to set the tone and set the culture of the restaurant you're working with. Have you read Danny Meyer's Setting the Table? No, I hear it's one of the most legendary books, but, you know, that's, uh, he is an amazing restaurateur. I've actually gone to a couple of his restaurants before, yeah. and you know when you're in one of his restaurants because... You, you basically just gave a description of enlightened hospitality, and you've never read the book, so that kind of shows what kind of instincts you have, my friend. Um, so the last question I have to wrap up the bombs of knowledge is, what's one question I could have asked you that you believe would have added value to this interview? Uh Maybe, you know, something regarding trends, you know, is there any kind of new trends that are working in the industry that you're really excited to examine more? Um, You know, that's something I always kind of concentrate on is 
what what are the trends that are coming through? What do you think is going to be successful? Or what do you think is just going to kind of fall by the wayside as far as that goes? All right. So what's one trend that has your attention? Um, one of the things that I've really been noticing, um, the, a couple of things that I'm really excited about actually is the kind of the pendulum is swinging in the bar community anyways from super high-touch cocktails, you know, 15 steps to make this ridiculous drink, to something a lot more simple, a lot more streamlined, um, and it works, you know, best for the business. You know, so the focus is really on the customer and the business aspect of uh, the bar now. It's really great to see. So one of the trends that we're seeing is um, carbonated cocktails that are coming out of beer drafts. Oh. So you can, yeah, it's really uh, fantastic. So you can instruct the entire uh, cocktail dilution and everything in a keg, um, and then you put it on a tap system. And there's so many benefits to it, you know, as far as the speed of service, as far as consistency, and, you know, developing, you know, certain skill sets in your bar. They can really focus on, you know, the personality uh, and the people in front of them versus, you know, what's going into the glass. And that's kind of what we're all about. You know, we are trying to capture the imagination and the love of the people in front of us so that keep coming back. So this is a great thing I'm um, excited about. Where can we learn more about that? Do you know? Can you think of any resources that are out there? Um, you know, uh, Morgenthaler, uh, Jeffrey Morgenthaler, who's one of the leaders in our industry, he's got a really great um, post on carbonated cocktails and how to set one up for your draft system. Um, but if you have anybody that's doing wine on tap um, in your market, they are also a really great resource for this. They can set up the whole system for you. And um, if you want more knowledge, feel free to reach out to me directly, and I'd, I'd be happy to help out. Awesome. Uh, setting up a system like that for, uh, for restaurants. Cool, man. And uh, I do have to add a little bit of an extra tidbit to that. That question about trends used to be one of the questions I asked. And um, I did notice uh, talking to people, um, I think it's really important to stay on top of what's happening in our industry. But one of the things I've learned personally from doing all these interviews is it's really, you have to pretend, be careful not to chase trends. Um, right. it's, and to, that, that word trend is kind of dangerous in itself. Um, instead of thinking of being a trend you know, chaser, throw the word trend out and think of the word innovation and then think about how you can be in an innovator. Like, be innovative and create your own trends. Um, like I said, it's good to know what's going on out there so you can kind of incorporate in what the, the customer wants, but right. at the same time, don't create a business based off of a trend because trends come and go. And by the time you get going, by the time you get that motivation to capitalize on this trend before you know it, the new, the next trend's in. So, um, like you say, you know, it's very important to stay on top of trends, but, um, you know, have, have a pair of gonads on you and don't be afraid to be that innovator and to start your own trends. That's really cool too. (laughs) Yeah. Right. All right. So, uh, I have to ask you, um, who is one restaurant professional or two or three that you admire in this industry and believe would be a great guest on the show? Yeah, there's uh, two people that immediately come to mind. Uh, a gentleman I worked with in the past, his name is uh, Adam Betts. He's in the, the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area here. And I believe he works as a beverage director now for Ramsgate Winery. Um, and he's just a solid guy. He you know, he understands this, this business better than anybody I've ever met. So he's a fantastic resource. Uh, the other person is... Um, a gentleman by the name of Bobby Adell. And Bobby is one of my favorite people. He's a fantastic manager and kind of embodies a whole Danny Meyer philosophy of restaurants. I believe he actually worked with him in the past, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he's in the San Francisco Bay Area here as well. And, uh, I think he was a general manager for Manresa down in um, um, the 
uh, Silicon Valley area and a couple other really high caliber restaurants. So like I said, he really understands the business, hospitality, and what it, what it takes to make a successful restaurant. Awesome. That was uh, Bobby and uh, Adam, you said? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, guys, if you're listening to this, look out. I will be coming after you. I would love to have you on the show. Uh, just join this melting pot of mentors. We can never get too many of them. So um, I guess the last thing we do here on the show is give you an opportunity to tell the folks at home how we can connect with you for further uh, questions to be answered and to learn more about what you're doing, what, what what's the best place to go? You know, definitely our website, uh, abarabove.com. We do weekly um, video blogs on techniques um, for mixology. We also have a podcast, mixologytalk.com. But if you go to a bar above, you can find all that information. Um, and, yeah, just uh, go on over, and we have a newsletter that you can subscribe to. No, it's a weekly newsletter. You'll get a lot of information about what's happening in the industry, and I kind of help to boil down all of the information out there to some really small key points uh, for you know people to read and kind of pay attention to. Um, so yeah, those would be the the best things to do. And um, you know, if one of the other things is we're currently reaching out or uh, launching our um, cocktail menu subscription service. So for any restaurant that is looking for you know seasonal cocktails, but they don't have a somebody on staff that's excited about it. That's something that we're offering now. So we definitely uh, extend a um, discount for anybody that's uh, interested on that for your show. So you can head on over to a barbove.com slash restaurant unstoppable. I think I got that right. Yes. So, um, you know, anybody interested can definitely do that. See that, guys? It pays to be a listener to Restaurant Unstoppable. You get some (laughs) sweet deals. And uh, make sure you head over to uh, barabove.com. Check out his podcast. And if you are on iTunes, correct? Yes. Stitcher Radio, correct? Any place else we can look for it? Um, I think those are the major ones right there, yeah. And uh, if you guys give give them some support, give them five star reviews and ratings because you have no idea how far that goes with us podcasters. It really helps add uh, I can never. I don't know why I always choose to say this word validity to what we're doing, uh, but it really does help us get to the top of the rankings. So go support him. He was generous enough to help us out today. Let's uh, re- return the favor. So uh, thank you so much, Chris, for inspiring us with your success, um, opening the door on your failures, and serving us the advice to maximize our own success. You truly are unstoppable. Cheers, man. Thank you. Boom! Another episode in the bags here at Restaurants Unstoppable. Chris, man, you killed it. You're awesome. <laughs> Seriously, uh, some of the advice you left, man, it, not some of it, all of it, was just so awesome. And I say awesome way too much, but whatever. I'll try to get better about that. It was great. It really was. Uh, I mean, if there's one thing to take away from this interview, um, one thing that really, really stuck with me is, you know, so many of us are intimidated by technology, adapting these new services that exist that can really help us be more productive and efficient in our restaurants. And it's, it's you know, it's intimidating and it's scary, but unless we just bite the bullet and dive in and just take it head on, uh, we're never going to grow and we're, we're never going to, you know, be able to capitalize on these opportunities. But it all starts with just taking that dive and starting. And once you do, st- you start, things are going to get a lot easier. You'll be surprised at how easy it is to adopt um, some of these technologies and how much it will help you. So, um, I mean, that's really just with that alone, uh, it was well worth our time to talk to you. So thank you so much for coming on the show. 
and sharing your incredible wealth of knowledge. And I can't forget to mention, uh, don't forget to head over to abarbub.com slash restaurant unstoppable. Uh, sounds like Chris has a great deal for you guys. Uh, he was so generous to do that. I mean, I didn't even ask. That was a surprise to me too. Um, so make sure you capitalize on that opportunity to uh, tap into that resource. It sounds really great, you know, being able to have all those cool uh, drinks, those seasonal drinks at your disposal. If you don't have somebody on staff with that passion that Chris does, he has it there for you. Super awesome. Um, so I guess with that, you guys know how to connect with me. If you want to check out any of the things we talked about today in the show, just head over to www.restaurantunstoppable.com slash 86. All the links will be right there in the show notes waiting for you. What are you waiting for? Head over there now. Until next time, peace out.